take your Bible for just a few minutes and open to Psalm 103. We're going to look at Psalm 103, Psalm 107, and Psalm 109. So you want to hold those open for just a few minutes. When I finish sharing a few thoughts here with you, I'm going to come down to where you are, down here where I normally are used to uh, conduct Sunday evening services, and we're going to have an opportunity for you to be able to stand up and give thanks to the Lord for something in your life, to bless His name, to give honor to Him, uh, to give a word of praise. It may be a verse of Scripture that has blessed you. It may be an answer to prayer that you've recently received. It may be that you're overwhelmed with your salvation or the forgiveness that God has given to you or uh, for the family or any number of things that are uh, on your heart that you want to stand and be able to thank the Lord. And we're going to finish out this service tonight uh, with lifting our voices in praise uh, to our God. Let's pray together one more time. Lord, in these next few minutes, I pray that you'll fill our hearts with praise. Lord, we're in the middle of the summer. It's the heat of the summer. Uh, we're traveling back and forth. And Lord, it's really, uh, it really gets tiring sometimes, just uh, all the activity, all the busyness, uh, the exhaustion of the heat, the work that we're doing outside uh, in our yards and around our houses and all the things that we do, Lord. But I pray tonight that you will lift our spirits as we lift our voices to you in praise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In my uh, Bible reading, I've been doing something this year that I've done before, but I'm doing it again, and that is every day I read five psalms, and I read one proverb, whatever that day is, if it's, uh, what is today? Today is the, yeah, so, the, so I haven't read it yet, but the 23rd Psalm, uh, it's the 23rd Proverb, and then I read several verses of Scripture, several chapters of Scripture in a, in a reading through the Bible plan. And uh, I am thankful to be able to do that each day. Some days it's a challenge, just like it is for you, with all the busyness and all the activity, but I always try to make sure uh, that I get that in every day. If I miss a day, the day I'd normally or often miss, it'll be Sunday. But you might understand if I do that, and I hope the Lord understands if I do that. But uh, Lord willing, before the night ends, I'll have my five psalms read, and I'll have my proverb read, and hopefully the chapters that I need for reading through uh, the Bible. But recently, in reading through the psalms, I, I came to Psalm 103, 107, and 109, and there were some verses that stood out to me and through which God was speaking to me. I wish I could say that I've applied them fully to my life. I don't think I have done so yet. I'm in the process of applying them fully. But what you will see is that after you see what he's talking about, the struggle that he's going through, that he always ends up, the psalmist does, giving God praise. I don't know what you're going through, and I don't know what the struggles are that you may have. You don't know what I'm going through or the struggles that, that I have. But the reality is God does, and God wants us to praise Him even when things aren't as easy or as pleasant as we would like them to be. 
And sometimes the way to get through the difficult times isn't to spend all of your time focused on the difficulty, but the way to get through the difficult times is finding ways to lift your voice in praise and in glory to his name. The psalmist in Psalm 103 begins in verse 1 by saying, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Have we forgotten his benefits? Have we forgotten the many things he's done for us? Have we forgotten his goodness to us? Have we forgotten his grace and his mercy? And forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. You realize that he forgives your iniquities, the penalty of your iniquities, and he forgives your iniquities as his children and restores you to fellowship. And aren't we thankful for his forgiveness? Who heals all your diseases. Medical doctors and medical professionals are wonderful tools in the hand of the Almighty God, but ultimately only God can give the healing. Who redeems your life from destruction. Have you ever felt that your life was surrounded by things that were going to take you down and take you out, and yet the Lord redeems the life? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Do you remember that the Lord never stops loving you? And that he's always merciful and kind to his children. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your, new, your youth is renewed like the eagles. Wouldn't that be nice? Now that doesn't necessarily mean physically we're going to be like we were when we were 30 or when we were 40. But it means that we'll have a rejuvenation of our spirit and a rejuvenation of our heart. And he'll give us a new enthusiasm and a new passion And the psalmist says, bless the Lord, because God does these things. You come to verse 8. He says, the Lord is merciful and gracious. I love the way the psalmist emphasizes it again and again. He's gracious and he's merciful. Do you know the reality is that if we're not gracious and merciful, then we're not like God? That would have been a good place for an amen. If we're not gracious and merciful, we're not like God. Slow to anger, he says, and abounding in mercy. Are you quick to anger? Do you fly off the handle? Do you act in emotion before you think through logically what should be done? Slow to anger is our God, abounding in mercy, he says. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever the times that we offend him the times is his children that we sin against him. He says, I'll not always strive with you. I'll not always be angry. I'm a forgiving God. I'm a gracious God. I'm a merciful God. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. Who could stand if we, if we were given what we are deserving when it relates to our sins? He's not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. Christians, have you forgotten that you need God's forgiveness every single day? Have you forgotten that you fail God just like everybody else does every single day? Have you forgotten that sometimes you walk out of the light where you're supposed to be walking and you walk in the darkness 
But when you come to the Father, how is the Father, how is the Father positioned? He's positioned looking for you to welcome you home and to offer you forgiveness in mercy, in kindness, in love, such that in verse 20 he says, Bless the Lord, you his, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word. Not only should we bless the Lord, he wants the angels to bless the Lord because they heed the voice of his word. Verse 21, Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, all of the heavenly host, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, everything that he's made, everything that he's done. Bless the Lord in all the places of his dominion. And then he finishes out, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. There's something about us blessing the name of the Lord and honoring the name of the Lord and glorifying the name of the Lord that helps us through the difficulties and helps us through the struggles. And sometimes it's hard, isn't it? Sometimes it's hard. But we praise Him and we thank Him and we glorify Him in spite of the hardness of it all. And we ask God to be honored and glorified and we're reminded of his mercy and his grace and that he doesn't always deal with us according to our iniquities and he isn't angry with us forever and that he sets his loving kindness on us. And because of those things, we bless the name of the Lord. If you turn over to chapter 107, if you look at verse 19, you see this same idea that's repeated <clears throat> Psalm 107, verse 19, it says, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. Have you ever done that? You ever been in such trouble that you didn't know where your help was coming from, but you knew your help came from the Lord? It would have to come from the Lord. It says, They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. Life is filled with distresses. Life is filled with reversals. Life is filled with difficulties. Not all of life, but times in life. He says he sent his word and healed them. Oh, thank God for his word, right? Why do we spend time in his word? Why do we read it daily? Why do we want to hear it preached? Why do we want to be in a life group where we can talk about his word and we can discuss his word? Because he heals us through his word. He delivered them from their destructions, the destructions that were all around them. The Lord came and he delivered them from that destruction. Oh, he says, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Is God good? God is good even when your life isn't good. God is good even when your life is hard. God is good because God is good. That's who he is. And even when we don't understand what he's doing, we trust his heart that in fact God is always working together all things together for our good. He says, and for his wonderful works to the children of men, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. What do we offer to God? What do we offer to God in the difficulties, in the challenges? We offer to him thanksgiving, and we declare his works with what? <laughs> Are you all with me? What do you declare his works with? Rejoicing. With rejoicing. Do you see it? Bless the Lord. Do, do you see it? 
sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Bless his works and declare his works with rejoicing. Look at verse 28. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble. There it is again. The second time he said it. It's not only us who have troubles. The psalmist knew about troubles. And he cries out to the Lord in his troubles. And he brings them out of their distresses. Oh, isn't it wonderful when you find yourself distressed and the Lord leads you out of that distress. And suddenly a peace returns. And suddenly a comfort comes again. And a joy is restored in your heart. Verse 29, he calms the storm so that its waves are still. When I read that verse, I couldn't help but think of what Mark chapter 4 says about Jesus crossing the Sea of Galilee with the disciples. They had to go to the other side. And you remember they got in the boat and the wind began to blow fiercely and the waves were beating against the boat. Jesus is in the back of the boat, sound asleep. The disciples are bailing water, trying to keep the boat afloat. They got to keep the boat afloat. They don't understand why Jesus isn't helping them. They go and they wake him up. Jesus, you got to do something. You got to save us. And he steps to the bow of the boat and he says, peace. Be still. And the wind and the waves were, went away immediately. The sea was suddenly calm. That's what the psalmist is saying. He's in trouble. He wants the Lord to come to him and calm the storm, speak to the wind and the waves, and bring stillness. Listen to verse 30. Then they are glad because they are quiet. Suddenly the, the sea goes calm, so he guides them to their desired haven. He brings them to that place where they can disembark from that troubled boat in which they've been uh, in which they've been riding. He brings them safely to harbor. He cries out to the Lord, and the result is, what does he say? Verse 31, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people. Ah, that's what we're talking about tonight. That's what we're going to do in just a moment. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. When the gathering happens, don't just praise him alone, but praise him publicly for the good things that he's done. Or turn a page over, if you will, to Psalm 109 and look at verse 21. Psalm 109, verse 21. He says, but you, O God, the Lord, deal with me for your name's sake. Because your mercy is good, deliver me. Have you ever said, Lord, just be merciful to me? Lord, please be merciful to me. For I am poor and needy and my heart is wounded within me. Has your heart ever been wounded within you? Has your heart ever been so wounded that you didn't think you could get up the next day and walk forward, a step forward, that you could go forward in life? And what you have to do, I have to remind myself when I find myself in these kinds of circumstances and my heart is so deeply wounded that I have to just do the next logical thing. 
I can't think a week down the road. I can't think a month down the road. I can't think a year down the road. I can't even think a day down the road. i got to think the next moment and do the next logical thing. He says, I'm poor and needy. My heart is wounded within me. I am gone like a shadow when it lengthens. My life is passing away. It's, it's like a lengthening shadow. It's going to be gone before you know it. I am shaken off like a locust, like, like a bug that just gets flicked off. That's all I am. That's how I feel about myself. My knees are weak through fasting and my flesh is feeble from lack of fatness. It means that I don't feel like eating. I don't desire food. My heart is so deeply wounded that I don't think that food has any interest to me at all. I'm like a little bug that just ought to be flicked off and done away with. Go away. Get away from me. My knees are weak because I don't want to eat. Verse 25, I also have become a reproach to them. When they look at me, they shake their heads. You've been there. People that you thought you were your friends that turned against you. People that you thought you could trust, but you learned that you can't trust. People that you wanted to depend on, but proved to be undependable. And what does he say, verse 26? Help me, O Lord my God. O save me according to your mercy, that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. And so he's calling out to God out of the distress that he feels. And then he finishes in verse 30 and 31. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise him among the multitude. For he shall stand at the right hand of the poor to save him from those who condemn him. He says, I'll praise the Lord in spite of the wounds of my heart. I'll praise the Lord in spite of the weakness of my flesh. I'll praise the Lord in spite of the troubles that surround me. I'll praise the Lord. And there's just something about praising the Lord even when you don't feel like praising the Lord that helps you to keep moving forward until God comes and he rescues you out of a circumstance that you could never rescue yourself. When you're faced with what is seemingly impossible and yet God comes and does the impossible and you were praising him before And now you're praising him even more afterwards. Tonight we want to praise the Lord. It may be because of something you've seen God do that's absolutely miraculous and something that you can't hardly believe that God would do that on your behalf. It certainly is his grace and his mercy and his goodness to you. Or it may be that you're in the middle of a storm and you just need to say, I thank the Lord for who he is and for his mercy and for his grace, or because your heart is so deeply wounded, you just need to say, Lord, thank you for loving me and setting your loving kindness on me, even though I don't feel very loved by many at this moment. 
There's something about praising God that helps us to get through the dark moments of life. I want us to take a few moments here at the close of this service. We have about 20 minutes. And I want to give you an opportunity. I'm going to come down here with you. I want to give you an opportunity to stand. We have microphones, I think, uh, that some of our pastors will have. Maybe you don't want to stand. Maybe that's more difficult for you to do, to speak while you're standing. But we want to hand you a microphone and let you say, I praise the Lord tonight. And whatever it is that you want to say. We're in the middle of summer. Uh, I'm dragging. Are you? Okay. I'm the only one dragging. I'm dragging. I'm telling you. Um, I, it's, it's almost, I'm going on 66, and I don't, I don't jump back up like I used to. Have you all discovered that? You don't come back as fast as you used to, that's for sure. And, uh, you, you know, when you go to church, you're, you're always pushing for the next thing, the next outreach, the next meeting that's going to happen, the next service that's coming, the next, uh, the, the next event that's got to be planned. There's always something you're doing. You're always working and going forward. And, and sometimes you just need to stop and say, you know, we just need to stop doing anything and let's just praise the Lord. And ask God to inhabit, his pra- inhabit the praise with his presence and give us a renewed energy like an eagle. Renew our youth like an eagle and renew us as we move forward in life. So I want to give you that opportunity. Who would like to be the first one to stand and say, I want to give thanks to the Lord for uh, something in my life that I'd like to give God the glory for doing? Who'd like to go first? We're just looking for anyone right down here. Yes, my friend. Oh, well, let, me, let me get right back here. I'm sorry, I didn't see Ruth. L- let me get Ruth and I'll come right down here to you. I'm coming to you second. Ruth. I just want to praise the Lord for all that he's done during this uh, surgery that I've had and all the friends and the family and the <clears throat> blessings that he's given me and the continued recovery and what he's taught me um, during the, the difficult times of that. And I just praise him that he's always working and always there. Amen. Amen. Right down here, I, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to embarrass you. I hope I did not embarrass you. We want to be able to hear you as well. Lord bless you. I want to praise the Lord for uh, always being there with me in the storms and, and my family and loved ones and delivering me. And uh, His <clears throat> word has guided me. Praise him for this church, too. Amen. Amen. Who'd like to go next? We don't want to have everybody on that side and Tim have to run back and forth. We're going to wear him out before the service is even over. Brother Charlie, if you will. Brother Charles, if you'll take that microphone. I'm thankful for the imputed righteousness that I have. It has meant so much to me. Thank you, Lord. Amen. For the imputed righteousness of Jesus. Uh, Mary and I were talking as we left uh, church this morning that uh, even, our, even our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. We can never get into heaven on the basis of our righteousness. We only get into heaven because of what Charles is talking about, the imputed righteousness of Jesus to us. 
we stand before the Lord, it is because of his righteousness that he's made it possible. Who'd like to go next? Like to give thanks to the Lord. Just raise your hand so they'll know who to come to and bring a microphone to. Who'd like to go next? Anybody? All right down here, Brother Gary. Uh, well, Brother Matt, we've got Gary right down here in front. I'm not as much worried about you running as I am Brother Tim running. <laughs> Brother Tim's got a bad knee. We don't want to hurt his knee. I'm just uh, I'm thankful for the fact that <clears throat> in my family we've had a lot of illness and injuries, and <clears throat> I'm thankful that he gives me the strength and able to, to be there and, and endure and, and, and help. Amen. And might I mention, these, these folks, along with a number of others, I don't want to leave anybody out, are so kind to work with OCC. They come and help them put things together at OCC. We're so grateful for that. Somebody else want to thank the Lord? Want to stand right over here, Brother Richard? We'll get around there to you, Brother Richard. Give us just a minute. Brother Richard preached this morning, uh, and I, I trust that it was a wonderful service, Brother Richard. We got this. Hey, you want me to sing bass? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> for 17 years, I was unsaved. Hmm. I was saved when I was 18 years old. It changed my whole life. Amen. God's been good. I thank him for it. Amen. Amen. And we thank the Lord for Richard as well. Let me just add to that what a blessing it was to be at Bethesda Baptist Church this morning. Mm. Homecoming, we just saw so much fruit that remains, and mm. it was such a blessing to see those folks and that they're being, still being faithful to the Lord. Amen. And the Lord has been so good to us. Amen. Amen. Who'd like to go? Rebecca? Am I allowed to? Is this may not sound right, but... Go ahead, Patsy. I, I'm, I'm... It's hard to say. I love my church and my people. And I love my husband. And I appreciate all of this. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry, Rebecca, if you, if you want to go right ahead. I can probably hear myself, so I don't know if it's working. Yeah, I am on. Um, I, I apologize because I spent 44 of my years not being a crier, and now all of a sudden I cry all the time. So, <clears throat> but I just want to praise the Lord. See, there's my tears. That, that, that the, the sufficiency and the love of God is unending. unending. And that you can hit bottom, and he still has so much more. And the older I get, the more I realize that, I, I, like when I think about when I was young, I thought, you know, I had so much Jesus, and I still haven't come to the end of him. And I'm just so thankful that the, the well of his sufficiency is, has no bottom. Amen. And for that and for... I think Tim Yates said one time, when you're in a valley, dig a well, or maybe you said that. And um, I'm just so, thinking. Yeah, wait, say that again, because we can't, we're having trouble. Just swap microphones right there with Matt. Is this working? 
Hello, Ned. Is that on? There you go. Okay. Someone, one of you people, <laughs> said when you're in a valley, dig a well. And no. that when, where, where you find water is at the bottom, not at the top of the mountain. That rivers and valleys are at the bottom. And so I'm just thankful that there is no bottom to that well. And that the older I get, the more I learn that when I think I've reached the bottom, there's more Jesus. And it just gets better and better. Amen. I, I want to wish my daughter a happy 45th uh, birthday this Wednesday. Uh, she has uh, sworn me to secrecy <laughs> that I would not say anything to anybody about it on social media. <laughs> but she did not say anything about the church service. And... Um, uh, what time was she born? Uh, 2.45 on a Wednesday afternoon at DeKalb General Hospital. Uh, our first child was born. Uh, and we are proud and thankful and love our daughter with all of our heart. Every ounce of our being. And very proud of all that God is doing in her life. So I can't say anything else about that. Uh, because I'm, I'm sworn to, to not say anything. I will say this, that the older my children get, it makes me feel older. Um, I mean, they're, they're in the prime of life, but you know, now I'm feeling old, old. And uh, anyway, happy birthday, sweetheart. Somebody else with a word of praise? Yes, Miss Blanche. I just want to say what a joy it is to be a member of Lewis Memorial Baptist Church. The moment I step on this property, my heart is filled with love from each and every one of you. And I just praise the Lord for it. This week, the, the, not the pastor, well, he probably prayed for me too, but the Lord really watched over me and took care of me. And he's probably up there watching his watch while I'm talking. But <laughs> no, I, I do. I just want to tell you all how much I love you. And month after next, I'll be 86. And for many years, I've been a member of this church. And what a blessing. Amen. We've got just a few minutes left before we finish. Who wants to go next? Just raise your hand. So I heard I will. Brother John? Right out here. Look, we're coming out to you. Richard, 17 years. Uh, I was about 73 years unsaved. Uh, but uh, her 51 years, that, that was the smartest thing I ever did. After a few more years, I ever did. Amen. 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 Okay, we've got time for maybe one or two more. And we're going to be finished. Brother Tim's moving towards somebody. Roger? Well, I, <clears throat> I thank the Lord for giving me several chances to be saved. Um, and I. I'm glad, I mean, I'm, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. 
And I thank him also for this interest I have in Bible prophecy. I don't understand it. I don't, I, but I've never got tired of it every, every day. I, I look at stuff, you know, through, through, in the, through the uh, current events and things that happen according to Bible prophecy and all this stuff. I, I believe with all my heart that the time is very short. And, and um, I, that's just the way I feel about it. And I, I don't know why I, that I have this special interest, but I do. And I thank him for it. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Roger. One more. Is there one more person that wants to share? Right, I got you right here. Okay, wait, Brother John, you want to get one opportunity. So what? <laughs> yeah, before Jordan speaks, Dr. Dr. Deaver, excuse me, uh, speaks. Uh, when they came through the new members class, I said something about to join the church. There's an initiation, $10,000. Uh, there's a 10, I forget how I said it, but it's a $10,000 fee. And he said, well, when do we receive it from you? And I, I've owed him $10,000 uh, ever since. We're going to finish out with our guest from, she's not our guest, she's our family. And she just happens to be in Oklahoma for a while. So, Dr. Deaver, share with us. So I just want to thank God uh, that even when I was completely demented and still succeeding, and he continually um, even even when he's the first furthest thing from my mind, um, unfortunately, that's how that's how it goes sometimes. And so I thank him for his faithfulness over the last three years um, in medical school and, and uh, for for what he's done for me. Um, and for Amen. Amen. Let's all stand together.